Welcome back to Beyond the Tavern Wall, a podcast where we, your tavern keepers, enhance your adventuring abilities and adventures just in general by talking about all things D&D from class to what is most fun. I'm your host, Brayden Figgins, and I'm joined by the amazing and awesome, and we're jumping right into it today. Who wants to go first and introduce yourself? Go. Hi, I'm Haley. Hi, I'm Hunter. Dang it. <laughs> I hate this. Nice try, guys. <laughs> that was the whole point to see how coordinated we are. Hunter, go yeah. ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Hunter. Kendall. Hey, y'all, I'm Kendall. And Sam. Hi, everyone. I'm Sam. So, Haley, Hunter, Sam, Kendall, the wonderful tavern keepers along with me, Braden Figgins, have all decided we got a lot of good feedback on our Barbarian class episode that we did a, a few weeks back. So we decided, hey, let's make these a little bit more consistent. So today, if you can read, we'd be on Bards. Today's episode is all about our lovely, talented, and jack-of-all-trades bards. Bards are a very versatile class, but also there's a lot of heat behind them, I feel like, when it comes to the stereotypes of bard, how they're played. We know that Haley loves bards and has no hate for them at all and definitely loves <laughs> them above all classes uh, in the whole entire game. Right, Haley? Oh, yeah. And there's no sarcasm in that at all right there. Bards are your musicians, your artists, your creative bunch in your group that will inspire and enlighten your day and possibly seduce a dragon because that's, that's a big thing we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, first up, before we really get into meat, we want to thank everyone for all the support that we've had for the podcast. We want to thank specifically... Uh, Kendall's mom for being our first supporter of the podcast on Spotify. Absolutely love that. Appreciate it a ton. Um, and everyone else who has shared the podcast, talked about the podcast. We appreciate you guys a ton. We really, really do. So I think the very first thing we need to talk about is the stereotypes of bards. Because bards have so many stereotypes with them. And I feel like most of the memes you hear about Dungeons and Dragons is about bards and their willingness to to seduce a dragon. So let's go ahead and talk about that. What are some of your guys' favorite stereotypes of bards? We already said it, seducing dragons. And why is that? It's just funny. Why? Okay, why do we think that is such a big stereotype with bards? Because bards are, their main ability is charisma. And so when you think of someone who's charismatic, you think of like, a suave man who's seducing women at the bar. Yeah. Like a Casanova kind of a character. Exactly. Warlocks yeah. and sorcerers and paladins all share that same charisma stat. Why is it the bards that do that then? Why is it not any of them? Musicians. So what True. you're saying... Is if I were to walk into a bar and I was a mus musician, I'm happily married. I'm just giving this as a hypothetical situation. I could get I could get with a girl because I'm a musician. Yeah. Okay. Think of it this way: Who is more likely to have a huge fan base of crying women because they love them so much? Harry right. Styles or John Cena? 
John Cena. John Cena. Different example, Kendall. Different example. Okay, a wrestler. I don't know. Uh, no, no, I totally understand that. No, um, that is the biggest one for sure. Is just the bards seduce,ing anyone, anything that it comes in contact with, um, because of that kind of I, bards are. I feel like are the joke character half the time, as well. Yeah, um, oh, definitely. A good example of a bard in a D and D podcast is Scanlan, Sam Regal's character in the very first critical role campaign that they live streamed and he was the stereotypical bard and he did it so darn well <laughs> what are some other stereotypes that of bards that we enjoy i mean the big one that you hit is their musicians which a lot of the time they are going to be but bards aren't limited to just music i mean pretty much any i would say art form can be linked to bards you got you got poetry you've got music You've got art, you've got entertainment, those sorts of things. All of those can be attributed to bards. When I first heard of bards, like as a class, I pictured like, oh, we have a court jester following us around. Like what? That's weird. But yeah, but yeah, it's it's it is. They're basically a court jester, but they're more useful and helpful with that than that in combat, even though they are not a combat powerhouse, they make everyone around them better. So they're a big utility support class. Yeah. Well, that's what there are classes that can help them kind of switch that up. Um, but that's usually what it is. Well, the, the main focus, I should say, not usually because you can do whatever you want. Um, I'm going to go back to Daniel real fast because he, when he was deciding his character for the campaign, he gave me a bard. The bard was named Ted. And how he used his abilities were through TED Talks. <laughs> and it was hilarious. I miss that man. And uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think that the big stereotype of just they can only be musicians is overused. And it's not bad. It's I mean, if you want to do that, but rules as written is that's what they are. They're basically just court jester musicians. And that's what they enjoy doing is playing music. But you can always flavor it to do something a little different with that as well. Where I, I had um, my very first, excuse me, my very first DM, we were going to play in a campaign together where he was going to be, he had the idea of being a bard that um, instead of music, use like wood, wood carving. And that was how he cast his spells. Cool. 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 Okay. Sam, you gotta say it. No. Coward. <laughs> nope. What other stuff? I feel like they're always the comic relief. Yeah, I'd say typically that's how a lot of people play them. And that, that, that tracks. I mean, even looking at the, the D&D movie, uh, Chris Pine's character, he, he was pretty much the main comic relief. But he was also the leader, too. He was. Which I liked. Because they got that charisma. Mm-hmm. Or as the young ones would say, they got riz. They got no, the, he's no, got I'm the riz. <laughs> he's got charisma. <laughs> is is that why riz is a thing? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure, yeah. I don't know. We're it's all... just short for charisma. 
Watch it not be that, and we're all just old farts, and now we are the people that we made fun of in high school who didn't know the lingo. I'll ask my brother, but I'm pretty sure it's Riz. That's what uh, I'm Riz thinking. is charisma. That's what I'm thinking so, too. He's got that Riz. Um, what are some of the the main... Going off of stereotypes for a second, unless anyone has anything else, 5, 4, 3, nope, you don't. What are some of like, the main features and traits that make bards unique um, compared to the other classes? Oh my goodness, bards are the most unique class because they're they're not really focused on combat, you know? Like I feel like all the other classes they have um a clear goal which is to either heal my friends or beat up the bad guys, right? But with bards, it's like their game is support my friends and distract the bad guys yeah it, it's funny you mentioned as you were introducing bards you said jack of all trades i don't know if that was intentional or not but one of their main features is actually called jack of all trades uh this it's a really useful feature um what what it allows is for any skill that you do not have proficiency in you can add uh, half of your proficiency bonus whenever you make that ability check, which is really, really nice. It was 100% intentional. Okay, fair enough. I, I, don't, I don't know if it really was, but sure, you could say it, it was. It was, it was. I, 100%, I, I knew it was, so I was like, ah, I will say jack of all trades because that's a bard ability. Ha ha ha. They're so, you could say that the bards are inspiring. Like bardic inspiration. Which I oh believe gosh. is the key feature when it comes to bards. Bardic inspiration allows bards to inspire the other players to help them with any role that they make, right? That's what, yeah, any role that they make, they can add an additional dice depending on the bard's level to that. Sorry, I'm so burpy today. Holy chicken. Um, they can add an additional dice. I believe it goes from like. What, D8, D10, D12, or something like that? Uh, I yeah. believe so. It starts, starts, I believe, with the D6. Oh, D6, D8, D10, D12, or just up to... I think it only goes up to D10, right? Uh, it goes no, to D12. it's... Oh. Yeah, D12. I know my bards. Level. Yep, 15. I promise I know my bards. Um, this is awkward. Um, but depending on the level, you get that on an, any roll that you make. Attack roll. Um, is it attack roll, saving throw... Um, and ability check. Ability, ability check. check. Not damage rolls, just like no, ability no. check. Um, I think we'll we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna go off of what Kendall said a little bit. Actually, Sam, what do yeah. you like about bards? You haven't really played a bard. You haven't really played much. But when you've looked over them or looked into them, what do you like about them? Well, I have been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate with Kendall, and she's playing a bard in our campaign. And I am amazed at the amount of utility that they have. In a fight, no offense, Kendall, but she doesn't do much damage-wise. But the way that she can assist with my attacks and preventing the enemy's attacks from landing, it's we would have, we would have had to reset a lot more than we have already. They are so unique in the fact that they bring a lot of utility for your party and against anyone who opposes you. 
And I think that's another key thing going back to what I was saying with Kendall. Kendall hit it right on the nail. They are the most unique class in all of D&D because they feel a niche that no other class does. Wizards, warlocks, sorcerers are your spellcasters. Paladins, fighters, um, rangers are kind of like your fighter. Barbarians are like your fighter ranger type things. Cleric, druid, they're your healers. Your utility, all of them have utility, but a bard is almost solely utility. Cutting words, jack of all trades, they get expertise, they can get all this other stuff to, to like just enhance and better their, their companions and make the enemies worse. Like that is, and you hit the head on the nail with that, Kendall, is just how unique they are and they are the most unique class because of that. Mm-hmm. Call you out. You said you hit the head on the nail. Did I say Whoops. that? You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Ten points to Gryffindor. Yay! Sorry, I just wanted to embarrass you real quick. <laughs> oh no, I didn't get my uh, my language down. I didn't pass English, so back off. Skill issue. <laughs> Don't tell my mom. Imagine not passing the language you were born into, my gay. Hey, kind of cringe. Why you make fun of me? That's what we do. Um... What are some other like features and traits um, that are unique and or um, fun with uh, bars? I like that you mentioned the uh, the cutting words because in a fight, like when you think of a fight, you're thinking of people like getting physical with each other, damaging each other, just causing physical wounds. But you got to think about those mental wounds. Like you got to be taunting them make fun of them that's something i do love about bards is that they fight with their words as well when the dragon is at five hit points and the the bard kills it with vicious mockery oh yeah, yeah. literally just said words so hard it died yeah. just say you're stupid and they just lose their pulse right then and there <laughs> <laughs> basically um there's this there's this tiktok that i saw and i think about it every day since i've seen it but it's basically, it's a clip from High School Musical where Troy is singing Bet on it. High School Musical 2, to be exact. And the caption was, when the rest of the party is down and the bard's the only one up. I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And they're just there to save the day through song. I will say, their level 20 ability is probably the worst out of any class, though. What is yeah. it? Superior inspiration at 20th level when you roll initiative and have no uses of bardic inspiration left, you regain one use. Only that one? Lame. That is awful. Let me read to you what druids get. Okay? Druids. Druids are broken, dude. At level um, 20, you can use wild shape in an unlimited number of times. That's broken. Like- Which is insane. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to druids later, but basically it, it feels like they have five different health pools. And even their level 18 ability for roleplay purposes, the primal, starting at 18th level, like, we're sorry, we're not focused on druids, but their level 20 ability is so lame. I would, I would think their level 20 ability could be like, I don't know, like a whole ghost orchestra shows up behind them and helps Ooh. them fight. Yeah. Um, I feel like 
their their the bard specific like abilities once you get to higher levels are not as cool as the other classes like yeah jack of all trades all that bardic inspiration is all cool like magical secrets at 10th and 14th and 18th level you learn spells like you this is it's cool but it's also just not as cool i feel like uh, thematically um you just learn two spells for each of those levels from any spell which is really good but you learn it from any list yeah like it's good it's just kind of like everyone else gets like 15 attacks or my body doesn't die ever but then they're like i get magic (laughs) all fun and games till the bard cast meteor swarm my guy amen brother that's next episode though Um, so let's go over real fast, and then we'll get into a little bit more discussion about our favorite subclasses. What are the main ability scores of... A, if you're wanting to build a bard, how would you guys build a bard? I personally would do Charisma as my top one, because that's going to be your spellcasting modifier. And then I would do Constitution second, because Constitution is going to help boost your HP. And bards and all casters aren't really known for being the beefiest. So all of the extra hit points you can get, the better. Because at higher levels, your monsters and your bad guys are going to be smarter and they're going to target your casters first. See, that's that's interesting that you put constitution second. Because I'm I'm a little torn between putting constitution or dexterity second because dexterity will allow the bard to have uh, a little bit higher of an ac um and then i believe bards will typically if they were to use weapons i think most of them are finesse weapons which will use dexterity um but then the massive boost to hp when prioritizing constitution is another great thing so you could go either way i feel like i'm just I, i honestly couldn't decide which would be better yeah, like, are you hard to hit, but easy? Here, let me think about how I'm saying this. Are you hard to hit, but if you hit you... I don't know what I'm trying to say. Basically, like, do you want a higher AC or higher hit points? See, I do constitution because you have spells that will bump your AC. Shield. True. That's true. That is mm-hmm. true. Um, according to the quick build in the player's handbook... You, if you want to do just a quick build, first charisma should be your highest, and then followed by dexterity. But I, I think it really just depends. I actually been listening to a lot of Critical Role recently. I really liked how Liam O'Brien built his. It's a wizard. This is again a little off topic, but he didn't put Constitution or Dex as his highest. It was I'm pretty sure it's like Intelligence, Wisdom, Charisma were his top three, which I thought was interesting, interesting because I feel like. Wisdom and charisma and intelligence are usually your throwaway stats most of the time. But yeah, they he used it in a way and he did it in such a way that was so fun to li- like. That's why I think I love Caleb Widow, Widow Gas is just because he went off the norms when it came to that. He wasn't super tanky. He wasn't super fast, but he was smart. He was charismatic and he was dirty. In the way of in clothes wise, he was a very unclean man until he cleaned up. OK. Um, yeah, he never took a bath. Asher for the week. What are some spells you feel like are essential on a bard? Vicious Ooh. mockery, but I think that's included, isn't it? 
think it is. I think you have to have to go in and choose it. I believe you do as well, yes. Yeah. I hate to say it, but silvery barbs. Boo! I put silvery barbs too. <laughs> silvery yeah, barbs. So much about spell. silvery barbs. I'm going to need you guys to explain that to me. Haley, nope. will you explain our hatred? Oh, you said no? Okay, I'll explain it. I, I was going to say no problem. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I will just read the description and then I will tell you why we hate it so much. It's and also so good. Wait, till the, it. wait till the end to tell them what level it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you magically distract the triggering creature and turn its moment momentum uncertainty into encouragement for another creature. The triggering creature must re-roll the d20 and use the lower roll. So you can choose a different creature you can see within range. You can choose yourself. The chosen creature has advantage on the next attack roll, ability check, or saving throw it makes within one minute. A creature can be empowered by only one use of the spell at a time. So I'm going to use an example from Fanex when I was DMing. So my first table only had two actual players. So three other DMs joined to play. Hello. And yes, Brayden was one of them. And one of these DMs, he's fantastic. His name is Michael. We're hoping to get him on the show sometime. He's great, but I hate him. <laughs> because wow. he played he played a bard and i rolled a nat 20 to hit one of my players with my final boss and it was going to do minimum like 50 points of damage and he said uh no silvery barbs and i had to re-roll it and i got a critical fail oh, so not no. only did I, not only did i go from Killing this player in one hit, I went from missing that player getting a um, attack of opportunity, and then they also gave that player advantage. So do you want to know what level Silvery Barbs is? The way you say that is making me think it's absurdly lower than it should be. So it I'm going to guess the lowest I can. It's obviously not a cantrip. I'm going to guess first level spell. It is a first level spell, and it's a that reaction. fair. It's a reaction. It's, it's a, a reaction. reaction. Oh, that, oh my gosh. Oh, you know, the action that you almost never use. Yeah. But could the you problem imagine? Is... Go ahead. Oh, if that was a cantrip, could you imagine how insane that would be? Right. I commit murder. That'd be horrible. It'd break the game. I would game. ban it from my table. So, <laughs> here's the thing with it. Because... What other spells give disadvantage, but then give advantage on one turn? Yep. And a reaction, like, yes, you can only take one reaction per round, but you, you don't have to waste an action or a bonus action on it. If you're like, no, that hits. Oh, shoot. Just kidding. No, it doesn't. Like, you get to the full disclosure, to the full evidence behind it. Guys, it's insane. We should move on, though, because that's next episode. Got it. I've got a couple other spells. I'm sorry, I get really in-depth with good. this crap. But um, I'll just rattle off like two or three of the ones I feel like are a must for bards. One of which I feel bards should always have is Bane. Bane yes. is a great spell. And what it does is it will... You cast it on an enemy, and I believe it is a charisma saving throw. And if it succeeds, uh, that enemy 
has to roll a d4 whenever they make an attack or a save and they have to subtract what they roll from their total so it can easily make uh that enemy fail an attack or fail a save it's really big um of course i would say healing word is a big one um uh, tasha's hideous laughter this That's is my favorite one it's a solid spell i feel like it doesn't get enough credit um and then last but not least i would say major image whoa you didn't even put the two spells that i classify with bard in there there, this is only like a small part of my list. I don't want to take up too much time. What are the two that you, you've got? I, every bard has to have Vicious Mockery and Dissonant Whispers. Well, we talked about Ooh. Vicious Mockery, so I thought that was... Yeah. yeah, I forgot about Dissonant Whispers. Dissonant Whispers? Let me look at that one. I'm not familiar with it. It's super cool. I'm going to keep going. Dissonant Whispers. Dissonant Whispers. Dissonant Whispers. Dissonant Whispers. Make somebody think they're going crazy. That's actually, crazy. That's actually great, yeah. That was, that was crazy, crazy once. Rocking no! in a room. Forever room. Forever room with rats. And rats that's make me crazy. Anyways, another cool spell I think <laughs> that Brayden would really enjoy is Legend Lore. I Ooh. love Legend Lore. I legend know you do. Lore. I saw that and I was like, Brayden. You guys, if you get Legend War lore and then you use it on a random item, I guarantee I probably have 15 pages for that random freaking item that you, you guys will never get. <laughs> Wait, what does this spell do? You, oh, let's read it. Name, name or describe a person, place, or object. The spell brings to your mind a brief summary of the significant lore about that thing you named. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. As a man who loves lore, I'm so excited. What is it? Sixth level? Uh, fifth. fifth level. Fifth level? I don't think any of you guys chose that. But holy chicken, once someone does, and then you get use it on the some of the things you have, bro. Noted. I don't oh, have yeah. spells that high yet. Yeah, none of you guys do. Other than, th that's Wednesday night group. <laughs> they just got their level five spells. Yeah. I think. Yes, did you? Did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ninth level. Eighth level, ninth level, whatever. But yeah, super fun. Some spells you can quickly get into that. Uh, moving on from them, what are some unique ways that you can build a bard? You obviously have your simple like musician, artist, but what are some of the most unique ways you guys have seen or would want to build a bard? We're going off script. Um, Just a wee bit. Kind of. I can't remember who mentioned it earlier. I think it might have been Hunter. But using them as almost a leader in a group. Yeah, the person that kind of calls the shots. Yeah. Like because Chris usually Pine. you yeah, you usually see your like big beefy fighters as the leader, and I think it's fun to have your bard as a leader. Someone who you wouldn't think would be a leader. Yeah. Interesting. Personally, I, I thought of this, I think it would be kind of a fun concept to play around with and maybe even bring into a campaign. But instead of having a traditional bar that's like super good at whatever art they're good at, have them be horrible in it and have that cause the disadvantage, have that cause physical damage or mental damage and just <laughs> make it instead a horrible of Bardic inspirations, Bardic, shut the heck up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Just 
it, they're playing an instrument and it's so bad that the big bat has to cover his ears and then you have advantage. <laughs> I think that'd be God. funny. That would be what, really funny. When you're playing Baldur's Gate and you are not proficient with musical instruments, um, if you're in camp, your companions will react badly. Oh. <laughs> That's fun. Um, the bard I've always wanted to play was a, a satyr bard who is a tavern owner and all their life they've wanted to be an adventurer, but they have felt stuck in the family business um, of the tavern. Like the, the, the tavern's been in the family for generations and generations. And they've always just wanted to go out and play their music and get out there. But they are so shy when it comes to it that whenever the adventuring, adventuring parties come in and they ask, they want to join them, they get too nervous. Like, to, to ask and then eventually <laughs> they, they grow the pair to ask and get up there and become that adventure but they're so a little bit similar to what you were saying Hunter but it's not that they're bad at music it's that they just don't think they're good and they have to work over that kind of that mental lapse of I'm actually good at what I do I'm not just stuck in the tavern over over you know what I'm thinking of Kung Fu Panda <laughs> yeah. that just came to my mind is that's literally the story of Kung Fu Panda Okay. <laughs> hey, he would make a fantastic bard. Guess, guess who plays him? Because Jack, Jack Black is the ultimate bard. Yes, he yep. is. And we'll talk about that later <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> but I've, I've always enjoyed kind of that. Because when I make a character, I like adding more role play heavy things that the DM can play with and that I can play with. And I know just having that almost mental trauma of... I'm not good enough to do that would make such an interesting interactions with their party, with other characters and with themselves. Any other interesting backstories you guys think would be fun? All I, can I think had an about idea that I was going to say. Oh, sorry. No, I was just making fun of Brayden for Kung Fu Panda. You're good. I didn't even no. think about it till just barely. I really did. I was like, dang, that's the whole plot line of Kung Fu Panda. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> I had an idea, but it ended up. I just remembered. It's the plot line of Coco, is a bard whose whole family was completely against the, the schooling of bards and, and music altogether. So it's just like a rebellion thing. But uh, it's already stolen Disney. Hey, hey, Jeez. what? There is no such thing as an original idea anymore. It's all just it's all just off of uh, off of Tolkien. Thank you. Everything. Everything. Every single idea in the world is just based off of J. Uh, J. K. J. Whoa. They are talking. Sheesh. They dang chicken flippers. Um, you guys know the movie Mean Girls? That's the Lord yeah, of the Rings. That's the Lord of the uh, Rings. <laughs> yeah, you guys know My Little Pony? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely Tolkien. <laughs> uh, what are you guys' favorite subclasses for bards and why? If you forget what a subclass is, it's just basically a specialty for each different class that gives different abilities uh, for this the class, depending on which one you choose. And then for bards, they're called colleges. That's where you studied, where you learned your... Actually, why are they called colleges? Because they go to college. Oh Yeah. Why do you have to go to college for music? Like, I feel like that's much more of a wizard thing. I guess they're called schools and wizard, but... Yeah. That's more of have like the type of magic. School, 
Never school seen School of Rock. Rock. And, yeah, and School of Rock. Rock. And who's in that one again? Who's in that one? Jack Black. Exactly. Jack Black. <laughs> the numbers really mean. It's all coming up too well. <laughs> um, so what are your favorite subclasses? I'll go ahead and start just because I had to. I don't want to feel like I'm piggybacking off someone this time. Hold on. Can I can I interject really quickly? Mm. It says right here exactly why they're called colleges. Okay. Go for it. Um, bards form loose associations, which they call colleges, to facilitate to facilitate their gatherings and preserve their traditions. So it's not actually a college, it's just a loose association with people. Yes. I mean So it should be a sorority. Yes. Or a fraternity. <laughs> No. Oh. Sorority. Sorority. My bad. Yeah. Here's my sorority of bards. Yo, wait, wait. That'd be a sick bard background. Wait. Just your total, like, oh, your bro. Party. Your bro. You're like, hey, what's up? Chad, no, I just want to go shotgun a beer. Just L Woods as a bard. <laughs> Zach She's actually one of my examples. Dang. Um. All right. All right. Let's. Move anyway, on to anyway Hunter, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful, wonderful sidetrack. That was great. Anytime. Um, <laughs> we'll do it next time, next week. All right. Uh, mine, I chose the College of Whispers. I really, I, I wouldn't say I hate any of the other Bard subclasses. This is just the one that I found to be the most interesting and the one that I would love to work with the most in roleplay. College of Whispers is... I would almost describe them as like spies and kind of deceivers. Uh, the College of Whispers, a couple of their different features. Um, one of them that I really liked is called the Mantle of Whispers. At sixth level, you gain the ability to adopt a humanoid's persona. When a humanoid dies within 30 feet of you, you can magically capture its shadow using your reaction, and you can retain this shadow until you use it or you finish a long rest. You can use the shadow as an action, um, and that transforms you to look like that person, looking like they're healthy and that they're alive. Uh, it lasts for one hour. But one of the cool things is, when you're in that disguise, you gain access to all the information that that person or humanoid would have freely shared with a casual acquaintance. And so I, thought, I think that's, that's kind of sick, just kind of instead of your traditional bard that's like, oh, wonderful telling stories, looking to do fun things. This bard, I feel like, would have like ulterior motives in trying to to wreak havoc and break down societies, that sort of thing. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It's okay. okay. <laughs> what was your favorite then, Brayden? I love College of Creation. That's a cool one. Because it is based off of like the cosmos of space, like being a, like it's a work of art. And I am so, I love astronomy. I've loved astronomy all going up. I love the, cosmos i have a telescope that's at my parents house so they probably want me to bring over here sorry mom sorry dad probably gonna leave it there i don't got a lot of room um anyway uh <laughs> um it's just such a unique and fun um subclass for anyone the, the performance of creation um allows you to create like a non-magical item of a medium size for like anything if you need a rowboat if you need an anvil if you need something heavy or or small you can you can do that 
you can just make it out of thin air. Uh, animating performance, if you want to animate something to help you attack or um, cause a distraction, you can do that. If you want to, um, there's, it's just such a fun and unique class for role-playing. I don't believe it really has that much combat use. Like the only thing that really for combat that it has is you can, um, when you give your bardic inspiration, depending on what they use their bardic inspiration on. So if it's ability check, um, the creature can roll the bardic inspiration die again and choose which to roll. Um, if it's an attack roll, um, immediately after the creature rolls the bardic inspiration die to add it to an attack roll, the moat thunderously shatters the target and each creature of your choice that you can see within five feet of it must succeed on a DC constitution saving throw, which isn't that great for you. Um, or like a saving throw, just like there's more there instead of just rolling a die or bardic inspiration adding in, it adds a unique flair to each way you use your bardic inspiration dice. I like that. I was looking at college of creation. It's a cool one. I think it's the most unique in my opinion. Out of all of the, I feel like it's the most unique. I really thought you were going to pick College of Lore. College Ooh. of Lore is cool too. It's actually, if we go, it's how it's like, if we go by like my all time best, because I want to believe this one's the best. Um, but College of Lore is definitely probably the best overall. But College of Creation is the best. Sorry, go ahead. I think the College of Eloquence is pretty cool. And why so? Because, because I feel like, yes, bards are utility in any situation they're in, but they are, they shine definitely the most during role play. And I can think of so many uh, situations that we have gotten ourselves stuck in in our campaign that a bard could have prevented us from getting put into. Like what? Like. So, for example, like, let's say we need more information on something and we know this one person has that information, but they're being withholding. Uh, this bard can go up to them and just get it out of them, right? And with the College of Eloquence, they have abilities like Silver Tongue, um, Infectious Inspiration, uh, Unsettling Words, things like that. Can we talk about Silver Tongue real fast, which I think is insane? Um, it's so yeah, for sure. Good. It's great. So, here, I'm trying to read the description. Ability which is so effective at making a key skill reliable. Okay. The Rogue's Reliable Talent feature provides the same benefit, but it's a little... Okay, okay this is no description, friend. Yeah, yeah, that's not a description that he's talking about specifically. Yeah. I know. I was like, so what? the description, you are a master at saying the right thing at the right time. When you make a charisma, yeah. persuasion, or charisma deception check, you can treat a d20 roll of 9 or lower as a 10. So Jeez. if you have a high charisma or and an expertise, you get the expertise skill as a bard at level 3. So if you put your expertise in deception persuasion, and then you have a plus two, plus three to your proficiency bonus, that makes it like you basically can r roll no less than a 15, 16. Yeah, exactly. Ever. Like, it's insane. Like, and it's that's awesome. level three. Yeah. And, and then for rogues, what she was saying about rogues, they have a thing called reliable talent which provides the same benefit for like stealth, but you don't get that till level 11. Yeah. 
That's it. College of Eloquence is the best. On to the next part. Sorry, Sam. You don't get to say it. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I also didn't get to say which one I liked. Well, Haley, yeah, I already yeah. know. It's obviously uh, College of Swords. Because <laughs> you're a combat girly. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, Sam, Haley, oh, are you done, Kendall? Or do you want to keep going? Sorry. Also, I haven't read The College of Glamour, but I'm already hooked. Like... Just a prima donna. That would be hilarious. You would turn from a slayer to a slay. Ayo, go girl. Cringe. I hate that. I really hate that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Anything else, Kendall? Nope. Kim. Haley, Sam, fight to the death. Who gets to go next? Haley, go for it. Wow. Okay. If you choose mine, I will leave immediately. Okay. Well. Both of mine were already picked. I was going to say College of Whispers or um, College of Eloquence. So if it's one of those two, you're going to be leaving. Nope. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Is this College of Swords? Um, I bet it's College of Spirits. He's a Valor guy. Go ahead. Me? Yeah. Why do you like those ones? Um, As we were talking earlier before we started recording. Actually, let me say this. So we all know that my favorite um, class to play is Rogue. And if you take College of Eloquence, you get a lot of the Rogue deception, persuasion, you know, sketchiness out of that one. And then college of whispers you get like the stealthy spy kind of thing as hunter said so it's me taking the class that i like the least and being able to play the class that i like the most with it never thought of it like that it's kind of cool yeah yeah why don't you just play rogue then (laughs) got him i do (laughs) (laughs) it's true you don't play bard except for the one one shot i did i did play a bard the other day but it was a bard of college of war actually and how was it it was fun i probably won't do it again but it was fun Mm. (laughs) exactly because they're a great class they're okay sam go ahead what's yours so i don't want to admit it hunter was right i like college of valor Day <laughs> so, it's pretty easy to understand why i've talked about this before i like to play martial classes that schmack things and the college of valor i i don't know much about bards so everything i've learned is in like the last two days this is everything that i would put into a bard build if i could you get more armor proficiency more weapon proficiency you get more opportunities to increase yours and your teammates damage you get more attacks it's right up my alley it's perfect chef's kiss so yours was kind of the same reason as mine then yeah i respect it so why don't you play a fighter or a paladin or a druid ranger or whatever the class he does i don't know yeah those are literally the only other classes i play (laughs) you've only really played one all I'm saying, College of Valor, I mean, in theory, you could get a, like, a two-headed battle axe and turn that into, like, a guitar. Isn't 
I, I know I've Yo. seen that somewhere. And freaking just be playing music on that thing while you're freaking slashing people with it at the same time. That's kind of dope, actually. I know I've seen it somewhere. Like, that's that's not an original idea. I can guarantee that. Uh, I think it's in Dimension Twenty. Actually, and League, the of, League of, of Legends. I think the the guitarist of Kiss has one of those actually. Probably on Guitar Hero too. Let's see. Um, I want to quickly color cover College of Lore because that is one of the better ones. It just looks so boring though, because it's not like you get lore into the the knowledge of the world you just learn more spells like that yeah you you learn three skills of your choice you get cutting words and then you learn which uh, it, i'm not getting down more magic spells like more magic spells is good like it's really really good because then you can access fireball revivify all the like because you get it at six levels so you get those powerful spells that come at um round spell slot three and then peerless skill makes it so that you can uh uh, add a number to roll to like your ability check. So it's like, it's not like it's a super flashy or insanely complicated subclass. It's a very simple subclass that does what it's supposed to do. And it does it very well. That's why it's one of the best up there with College of Eloquence. So yeah, that's the end of that one. Now let's move on to the next one. So <laughs> those are some of the subclasses that we all enjoy. I encourage every single one of you guys who is looking to do a bard, look at what you want. That's what we like. Flavor it to your campaign. Flavor it to yourself. Do what you want to do with it. And take some inspiration by the people we're going to talk about next. Because we're going to be talking about what celebrities or characters in video games or whatever would be bards. And let's, first off, before we all say it, who's the king of bards? Jack Black. Donkey. Jack Black. Donkey. Donkey's <laughs> a good one, actually. But, yeah. Jack That's... Black. I'm sorry, but which of the two have actually laid with the dragon? Let's be honest. Jack Black has done way more than just that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of Jack Black, like one of the, it's funny you mentioned School of Rock earlier because one of the ones I wrote down is Dewey Finn from School of Rock. <laughs> the legend himself, Jack Black playing Dewey Finn. And he's, he's, so good in that movie. If you have not seen that, I would very much so encourage you to see it. It's a really good movie. Have you guys seen the meme of Jack Black on Jimmy Fallon where he has like the toy saxophone and yes. he makes a super dope beat with that? Tenacious D, my guy. Like, he really is the stereotypical bard. And I love that. And it's so, like, if you want a great example of a bard, look at almost, I, I feel like Jack Black. Um, Robin Williams would be a great example too. Uh, oh, rest yeah, in peace. Movie. Miss him to death every single day. I really, I, one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, That's amazing. Donkey, go off. Go off on that, dude. Sam? Um, I or not, <laughs> Sam. What? Go off on Donkey. Why is he a bard? No, I don't need to explain anything. You guys have seen Shrek. You, you hear the songs he sings, the, the people he woos, the dragon he's been with. He's all of the stereotypes in one little furry friend. That's fair. <laughs> that, that's all I have to say. That's fair. That's all, that's, that's all I need to say. Those are the D&D <laughs> stereotypes in one animated character. We need to have a bard off. 
between Jack Black and Donkey to see who the greatest Thank bard you. is. Chat GPT. We'll look it up. I can arrange this. Um, <laughs> we don't have to talk about that on the podcast, but we can talk about it after. Uh, and if you guys are curious, just message us on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> uh, what other characters and celebrities? Um, I feel like Will Smith is a bard. As long as you keep his wife's name out of your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially his role in Hitch. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Hitch is a good bard. Uh-huh, true, 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 true. Who else would be a good bard? I... Go ahead, Ailey. I was gonna say, um... Starvord? Or Peter Quill? Duh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. He's a good bard, yeah. He could be like a College of Valor, College of Swords bard. Like, yeah, he's... He could fit into a few different ones, but definitely bard. I feel like... I see him as a bard rogue multi-class. Oh, yep, yep, mm. yep. You are right on that one. Thank you. That's what I'd start Lord on my list. But this one, this one, it might be a little bit of a stretch, but this is just kind of from what I've seen and what I've read. Samwise Gamgee from Lord of the Rings. That man no. can give some speeches. He writes poetry. He sings. Major bard vibes for me. Yeah, I, I get it. See it. Okay, good. I'm, I'm not delusional. Part of, yeah, part of a bard's job is to inspire the party at their lowest right so just thinking of the many speeches samwise gives yeah the musical aspect doesn't need to be there yeah is he a bard um, or does he have bard does he have the inspiring leader feet he's a bard I, I would argue he's a bard okay i was just i was just bringing up another question gosh <laughs> not challenging my thoughts my guy he does have that inspiring feet though he really does. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, I just got it. Bards, my freaking not bards, freaking hobbits, my guy. <laughs> Goddamn um, big feet. Can I say another one? Yeah. No. This okay. Go goodbye. Ahead. Oh no, I know. Go back. <laughs> um. <laughs> so it's actually like technically two. So if we were to go to the Harry Potter universe, it would be Fred and George Weasley. Would be bards. Yep. Yeah. Um. And then for the Percy Jackson universe, because I'm never, ever going to not talk about Percy Jackson. Um, I would feel like it's the entire Hermes cabin. Okay. Um, just because we, we don't explore the Apollo cabin quite a bit. Um, but we do explore the Hermes cabin, which they're always up to something. And... They are actually described as the jack of all trades as well. So, there you go. But you were going to say Leo Valdez. Ooh, yeah, Leo too. I for completely forgot about Leo. Yeah, Leo! Leo is like a bard artificer yeah. multi-class. Uh, he's definitely more of an artificer, I'd say, for sure, though. Yeah. Um, what character on the Super Smash Bros. roster... Is a is a bard. I don't know why it just came in my head and I was like, here we go, guys. <laughs> Actually Kirby. I would argue Kirby. Oh, um, thank you. I, I had another one in my mind that was We Fit of. Trainer. Nah. <laughs> Link That's just a fighter. Link is a is at least multi-classed into bard depending on the uh, game. I can't remember who I was thinking of. 
Dang it. Um, but it's funny that you mentioned. And he's gone. Yep, and he's gone. And actually, a couple of you. I I'll oh, come back. Okay, you're gonna to have go. to restart what you're saying because you you went. It's funny that you went. Bing. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I just I speak fast sometimes. Okay. No, no, it was uh you you cut out. Oh, cringe. Um, I I just I thought it's funny that uh you mentioned a duo because I've got a solid duo that I think a lot of you guys will know. Sean and Gus from Psych. Oh yeah, definitely. Bards. Bards. Definitely all the way. bards. So are we saying that if you are funny, you're a bard? You're charming, I think, is a little yeah. bit more of it. Charming yeah. is a better word. So yeah, definitely. Would any of you guys consider yourself a bard? I no. actually have thought about asking us like for an episode of just asking what class we all are and arguing about it. And I would think I would I was a bard. I would say you're a bard. Thank you. I just bowed. You didn't see it. I, I do. Put, I put myself <laughs> as a bard, too. Bard or a warlock? Because I feel like I sold my soul so long ago. <laughs> Years ago, I might have been a bard, but not anymore. Now you're a rogue. Edgy. Edgy. Honestly, I don't think I'm really that edgy. <laughs> you're just a commoner. I would, yeah. I would say Sam is a bard as well, just because he's so funny. Heck yeah. Yeah, we can put... <laughs> I feel like we gotta uh, Hunter. You like all three of us together are bards. We're that bard yeah, when group. We're, when we're together, we we are bards. Other than that, Hunter, okay. you're a wizard. So yeah. we are. All of us are base class as a bard. We just need no. to find out what our multi class. Haley's is. not a bard. Ha Haley's, Haley's, a, Haley's not a bard. <laughs> Haley's a barbarian. Yes. That's just what I feel oh, like, actually. Haley. I feel like. Something's just gonna one day we're gonna say something and you're just gonna rage out on us. We'll be like, wait, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah, it was calling me a bard. <laughs> She's gonna snap, dude, and we're all gonna die. Hey, but out of all of us, who here has gone to the Shakespeare Festival unironically? Oh me. <gasps> yeah, you're a bard too. <laughs> who here has actually performed multiple recitals? Me. me, me. Oh dang! Actually, that's a lot more than I thought. I was in, I was in my high school senior play, musical. You were? You, you, yeah, I was in Mary Poppins. You were? Did you play? I hey, was. I was an extra. Sidetrack. Oh, cringe. Bro, I wasn't part of like theater. I thought it was cringe growing up, and I was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna go do it, and I did it. Man, theater's cringe, and now he sits in the in his room and makes weird noises. And now I'm over here table. trying to become the Utah's greatest DM. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, and that's what D and D does to you guys. We are all bards here. I think that's gonna wrap up the uh, the episode, unless we have anything else. <laughs> no, I think that's it. I think that's yeah. it. We're ending on how how uh, I I. Thought theater is weird, and now I play D&D. &D. Let's go. All right. Thank you guys so much. Outro time. To, well, thank you so much for coming out to the episode today. We appreciate, again, we said at the top of this episode, we're going to say it again. We appreciate your guys' help. We really, really do. It means a ton to us. Uh, make sure you check out our socials on Instagram and TikTok at Beyond the Tavern Wall. Uh, if you have any suggestions for future episodes or comments about the episodes, or you just want to send us a question, uh, email us at beyondthetavernwall at gmail.com. And the best way 
to get out the podcast. Oh, wait, before that, Halloween special episode. There you go. Come out on Halloween, which I believe is a Tuesday. So, yes. yep, a week from Tuesday, you will be getting our Halloween one shot. And then you'll have a normal episode that, on that Wednesday as well. So, as always, the best way to support the podcast is by sharing it with others. You guys sharing it with your friends and family, those who are interested, not interested in D&D, is going to make this podcast grow. We can do so much. Your guys' voice is really, really important. And we'd love if you guys would share it with someone. And so who are they sharing it with today? Who's got one? I have one. Haley. Anyone wearing black shoes. Anyone wearing black shoes. On the, that street. the most common color of shoe? That's the point. Nice. Don't you get what we're trying to do? Do you not remember the skin episode? Or the eyes? <laughs> These are scaring me. If someone's wearing black shoes and you see them, if you go and share the podcast with them, do it. This is a command from your tavern keepers or risen prices over here uh, on all of our drinks that we metaphorically have and physically have. Um, not the ale. It's not selling. Yeah, it's not selling that great. So we might lower that price. But that's besides My the point. Moonshine is. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, everyone. And let's say our goodbyes. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Taylor Swift is the ultimate bard besides Jack Black. Mm, that's cringe. Boo. Boo.